Jinx. Welcome to Honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jinx first, uh, and then welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm Cass. I'm Emma. It's great to be here again. <laughs> yeah, in this little summer session with you. Yeah, summer rewind, as we're calling it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is so adorable. Yeah, we're rewinding to some of our favorite episodes, and it's summer, so... Um, so we can't be more straightforward than that, you dummies. <laughs> yeah, you dummies. <laughs> if you can't pick up on it. I don't know what to tell you. Nah, no hope for you. <laughs> no hope for you. Well, I have a very small update, which I will save the bulk of it for later this month. But okay. I got asked out at the gym yesterday. <gasps> oh, yes. my God. I know. Isn't that cute? Is it? No. And I uh, knew you were going to ask. And I was going okay, I to. Okay, I'm sorry. I meant to preface that. It's not this guy that I thought was very cute for a long time. But that's okay. okay. That's Okay. It is this other guy who approached me um, and introduced himself and just said he'd seen me around and asked for my number. And I thought that was very cute. That is very cute. Can you give us any more details? He's a working man. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Why don't you just give out his phone number? I might as well. And we'll just all text him and ask him about himself. He works in construction. (laughs) Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. So he he seems very sweet. Um, And so that's all I know. I gave him Alrighty. my number, and that's all she wrote. <laughs> okay, are you still waiting for the for contact to be made? No, or he texted me last made? night. He texted me night okay. of getting my number. Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> just, you up? <laughs> you up, bruh? Um, he just said it was. Uh, he's been wanting to say hello for a while, and then just asked about my day. So it's been very cash convo since then. He's like, I've been watching you from yeah. my car. I'm actually outside your window right now. Your window. It's been six months, and I finally worked up the nerve. <laughs> I hope not. God, I hope not. Well, <laughs> you do attract weirdos. Yeah. I will say I that. I know. I know I do. So I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop with this one. We'll see. <laughs> well, maybe it won't. Who knows? Maybe he's the one. Yeah. I'll have better updates in a while later this month because I don't have – I literally don't have time to go on a date until two weeks from now, so – that's true. Yeah. That's true. But you do have all those orgies scheduled, so. That's true. I guess I could invite him to one of those. But, yeah. I don't know. My hands are tied. A little yeah. busy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. I don't have any fun updates. Um, I do have, like, a masturbation-y update. I went to a mindful masturbation um, yeah. class with LaWand. Uh, we're pleasure ambassadors for them. If you get anything from LaWand or Vibe, use our code DOOMY for 23% off. Mm-hmm. Um but I went to a pleasure ambassador class that they had on mindful masturbation. It was really cool. We talked about a lot of different things. Um, but we mainly talked about like breathing and just not trying to like force the orgasm out. And that's something I've really been struggling with is mm. like I just immediately grab one of my vibrators, put it straight on the clit, and I'm gone in 30 <laughs> I'm seconds. Gone. Uh-huh. But I can like feel myself like clenching too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like I force it out or it like sucks it out of me. Um, totally. And so I am employed some of the practices today when I was masturbating and it was amazing. It was the like s- the best orgasm I've had for masturbating in like 
a year. Oh my God. At least. That's amazing. So, yeah, it was phenomenal. 10 out of 10 recommend breathing, going really slow. Um, I didn't do a lot of the other things, which were like, you know, touching other parts of your body first, making like a good environment, all those things. I want to start trying to do those things as well. That's my goal for the summer mm-hmm. to create a really like mindful masturbation practice. Mm-hmm. But I will say with just that little bit, just taking those extra couple of minutes to not try and push Bust. it out in 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it made a fucking difference. And I oh. felt really good. And I didn't feel, um, sometimes I just feel kind of like icky after masturbating not because I feel like ashamed that I masturbated or anything like that I just don't feel like energized or good or I don't know I just kind of feel like I did another thing on my list Mm -hmm. um or I just you know busted one out really quick (laughs) rubbing one out (laughs) just real quick um and I didn't feel that way this time I felt really good and like my whole body felt really good nice that's amazing I love that congratulations for taking your time thank you I don't know that girl but I'd like to meet her one day. <laughs> well, we can talk more later. Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce all of our lovely friends to the episode that we are re-releasing today? Yes. Um, I got inspired to revisit an episode that we did on doggy style um, mm-hmm. because I am watching season two of Sex Life. And okay. what does that show do besides make me horny and think about literally every <laughs> position that I like to be in? Nothing. Um, so <laughs> as I was watching, I was remembering different positions that I'd sure like to get on and try again one day. It's been a while. This construction worker is going to be a lucky guy. He's got a lot of pent-up energy coming towards him. <laughs> so much feral energy. Just yeah. Come. I got turned on by a chicken sandwich yesterday. I, that is not a fucking lie. That is not a lie. I saw a TikTok oh of this, like, come with me to try this chicken sandwich. I saw the chicken sandwich, and I was mildly turned on. I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone. I was damp. <laughs> but it happened. Anyway. Um, so I wanted to revisit Doggy Style because I love that episode with August McLaughlin um, because August also goes into ways to make Doggy Style a lot more intimate for people who mm-hmm. need deeper intimacy, which is why they typically like missionary positions where you're making eye contact and a little bit closer. So I loved revisiting this episode and I wanted to bring this to everyone else this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am excited to re-listen, to re-try uh, a lot of the things that August says, because I'll be honest, I feel like I have learned a lot of things, <laughs> and then I just kind of let a lot uh-huh. of things go because I get distracted. Yep. Um, but that's why I'm so excited to be revisiting episodes this summer, because we have so many good fucking episodes. Yeah. That I personally need to revisit. I know. Well, we get like flooded with all this amazing information Mm -hmm. week after week, which isn't a problem, but it sounds like it is when I say it like that. Um, But yeah, exactly like you're saying. You forget all these fun tips and tricks that you really want to try that make sex amazing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, On that note, we'll see you on the other side. (laughs) Bye. I'm August McLaughlin. I am a health and sexuality journalist. I have some books out called Girl Boner. Girl Boner is also the name of my brand and my podcast. Wonderful. And what do you talk about on your podcast? It's a narrated, story-driven podcast about sexual empowerment. So I share tons of true stories about orgasms and masturbation and sexual empowerment journeys. It runs a whole gamut. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love, love talking to all different folks about 
pleasure and weird things that happen in the bedroom, you know, there's so, there's so much to cover. I love that. I'm so nosy and I always want to hear people's stories. So you have the best job ever. (laughs) (laughs) I do love it. Yeah, for sure. That's so much fun. Well, I think what we really want to get into is the position of doggy style. So would you help us out by just giving us a basic definition of what doggy style is for someone who doesn't know? Yeah. So the basic definition would be when you have two people, one person is behind the other and you're both facing the same direction. So it's like one person's torso is against the front person's back. And it's basically penetration either in the anus or the vagina using a penis, a hand, a toy, whatever fun thing that's safe to put in there. (laughs) And yeah, it's great for depth and variety. There's so many great, great things about it. I love that. I love, and I've talked about this before, so our listeners are going to hear me say it again. I love when we get a really broad definition for something that we thought of very narrowly in the past, because I know Mm -hmm. I've thought of doggy style very, very narrowly. Um, So I'm excited to dive into all of the aspects of it and just the different position. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I remember when I first started sex, (laughs) I thought doggy style was like, I had to be on all fours Mm -hmm. and they had to, it was like very... Like I had to be very vulnerable, like, you know, that like typical dog looking stance. And I was like, that's doggy. And I have to look like a fool. But so I love that we're exploring it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's easy to think that. Mm-hmm. I mean, where else do we get the information? But then it's like, well, dogs do it this way. I so know. Yes. This way. <laughs> yeah. But there's a zillion ways to have fun with it. Well, let's get into some of those ways. So what are some like variations on that typical like on all fours, very vulnerable position that we are picturing. Sure. Yeah, one version is standing, which is great. And that one's really helpful for shower sex. Um, It's very slippery in a bathtub. It's hard to get two bodies (laughs) laying down. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're standing and you can be stable, it's a nice, nice position for that. It's also a good position standing if uh, the receiving person is pregnant Um, Or if you're feeling really self-conscious about some part of your body, for example, you're feeling really bloated and you really don't want Mm -hmm. someone looking at your belly today or something. It's Mm -hmm. sometimes, even though there is that vulnerability of, you know, this position does bring up some vulnerable feelings for a lot of people. I think it can also bring a sense of safety and comfort, which is hot because then you're more relaxed and then you have more pleasure. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the great ones is, is to try it standing up and at different angles. You know, you can also do it like, um, with one person kind of bent over furniture, um, leaning onto a bed. I like that. Yes. I like the mm-hmm. options with standing up, like getting specific. So if <laughs> I love to get specific, love it's specifics. really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> would the person that is being penetrated, like be kind of like leaning forward because they would need to, right, in order to get that right angle, the actual right angle, <laughs> not the act- 90 degrees. Well, I mean, whatever. You I don't want. know. Yeah. Not the ruler. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say it's a, generally speaking, yeah, that you have to find an angle that works for you. And that's going to be mm-hmm. different for every person, for every pairing, for, you know, how you're feeling that day. But generally speaking, yeah, the person in front will either, like if you're in the shower, for example, the person in front could put their um, their palms against one wall of the shower and okay. bend forward for support. Or maybe they're bending onto a bed, which is also nice if you're just tired and yeah. it's like a yes. lot of energy. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Move a lot. I don't know. I find it like a soothing position. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because I would do that. I would switch to that if I was just kind of tired. Like I'm here for them, but I was like, you, you go have fun. <laughs> Take me from behind. And then I just like lay down on the bed. <laughs> it's like, isn't this great for both? <laughs> Aren't we both winning? We're both winning <laughs> here, I think. So kind of every position where someone says like, I want to get take you from behind is doggy then because it's behind you. I mean, it, it could be the case. I mean, I think there are so many positions. Mm-hmm. People make up their own positions. Like we think of, you know, there's doggy, there's missionary, there's cowboy. Like there's these like stereotypical positions. But really, there's so many variations and people come up with their own, you know, varieties. Like you could you could do doggy style where you're both facing different directions which I know oh. when you're just thinking about that might take like a little mind twist, but it yeah. can totally work. Um, you can use a strap on. Like there's so many mm-hmm. things you can do. So I wouldn't say that every position from behind is is doggy style, but if you define doggy style as like any sort of entry that way, mm-hmm. then then yeah, as long as you like the term, then I would use it. That seems really fair. Both of you facing different directions. I'm going to think about that one for a while. <laughs> How would that work? I feel like... A double-edged strap-on? Well, <laughs> you can also use, <laughs> I don't know. You can also use your fingers, right? Like okay. there's And there's very flexible toys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways. You wouldn't, like, have a penis and a vagina and then just, like, pivot and twist. I wouldn't <laughs> right. recommend doing that. <laughs> that's um, fair. People could potentially get hurt that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's been known to happen. So, yeah, I would just, you know, be careful and be reasonable about it. But mm-hmm. you could just really play with it and just... Just see where it goes. Like if you've never done it before, I think it's a, it's a nice thing to just explore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes starting in the knee position is a good idea. But also if you have bad knees or your knees are just sore that day or after a while when you're on your knees, anyone needs to like switch things up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I have really bad knees and I have like one of those calcium buildups on my knee and it really hurts if I'm on them for too long. So I like the variations. Don't don't be sad. I'm okay. That's such a big thing though with all positions is we don't often hear about them in terms of like comfort or stability and pain. Like we hear what's the hottest position, which is cool. Of course we want to know what's the most Mm -hmm. pleasurable positions. Um, But most people experience pain at some point yeah. and many people experience pain chronically. So really working with your body and, um, and if something hurts shift, like change positions. Right. Totally. And I think that's so good that we're like talking about all the different things. So why would people want to do doggy? Like, are there areas that you're reaching from that position that you can't in other positions? It's a really good way to reach uh, the G spot or okay. the P spot. Some people call it the A spot the prostate. So if you enjoy depth or if you want to explore either of those areas, it's a really, really good way because of the angles and just the way that you can, can reach in a really um, kind of simple way. Gotcha. So the A spot is the prostate. Yes. Some people call it the A spot, I think, because it's like anal entry, basically. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I've heard it called the A spot. I usually say P spot, but then I think some people hear P like yeah. urine, <laughs> which would be okay, too, if that's where the pleasure was. But that's not what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a really good good way to have that kind of pleasure, um, especially if you're like, I want to 
feel G-spot pleasure and I haven't before, or um, you just know you love that. Like you, and the internal clit, which is um, right there with the G-spot. When you get really turned on internally, if you have a vulva, it's so exciting and your whole body turns on. Like you get that full body arousal feeling and your orgasms are stronger. So it's really, really good for, for those reasons. See, I didn't realize that doggy style was a position that you could reach the G-spot. I guess I never was like thinking about that in my head because I wasn't assuming that it was hitting towards the front, which is usually where the G-spot area is, right? Yeah. So the G-spot usually, and everyone's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but a few inches in, you know, you hear the the advice is often like you insert two fingers and do the come hither motion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which can be true for a lot of people, um, but it's good to explore and just see where you feel that. But the internal clit, you know, wraps around the vagina on the inside. So there's so much potential to reach all of that. Um, yeah. And if you've just experienced orgasm, it can also be a great position to continue feeling that pleasure and then maybe, you know, have your multiples. Okay. I've never had, well, I've never had an orgasm during sex, so I've never had multiple orgasms during <laughs> sex either. So that's good to, you know, piggy bank in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, and that's reference. okay too, you know, definitely if people are hearing that, they're like, that's not how I experience mm-hmm. orgasm. That's totally fine and, and normal. You know, a lot of folks are like that. So um, yeah, but you, it's not really one you can play with too much with masturbation, unlike, you know, some other right. uh, positions, unless you like put a strap on like against, I don't know, or you have like a sex doll or something, maybe mm-hmm. robot. <laughs> sex <There's> robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally I mean, versatile. science these days really <laughs> has evolved. So if yeah. you have a sex robot, it wants to take it from behind, take you from behind. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not familiar with sex robots. Not familiar. I am wondering about the actual, like, I never really know what to call it, the stroke, I guess. So, like, the in and out. Like, is there, I know that when I've done doggy style, sometimes it's just too much. Like, I feel like the partner goes just in and out, and that doesn't feel very good. So, do you mm-hmm. have suggestions for, like, what the actual stroke should be? And, like, maybe how to, like, as the giver move your hips, that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. I think making sure that you've warmed up together first or on your own beforehand, whichever you want. But I think making sure that your body is aroused can be helpful for Mm -hmm. that. But also, if you experience sensitivity from deep penetration, definitely uh, vocalizing that and just, you know, asking someone to slow down. And you can say it in a really nice way, Um, you know, saying, it feels so good when you you move slower uh, is is a good way (laughs) rather than like, you really just move too fast. Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, taking your time can be helpful using lube, of course, is always helpful. And, uh, and yeah, you don't have to go super deep. You know, we're talking about depth. A lot of people like it for that reason, but it doesn't have to be that. And then also some people call it the jackhammer move. They're like in and out, in and out, in and out. (laughs) And I have a feeling that a lot of folks do that because they see vibrators and toys that go really fast and move a lot. That is not something to replicate with a penis or a finger or anything else. So I think the intention is very good there. And maybe they've seen it in porn and it's being presented as something that feels good. But what feels good to you is what feels good to you. So Mm -hmm. it's important to to know what works well for you. And that is something you can do during masturbation is practice with like just different um, 
intensity and speeds, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be trying to do like rear entry um, or vaginal from the rear. Mm-hmm. I think just, just knowing what works for you can be helpful. And, and then you can always ask someone to like move harder and faster when you're ready, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you'll know when you're ready, you know, you can feel it when your body's like, Oh, I want more. I want more intensity. Um, but another hot thing to say is just keep doing that. Like that, what you're doing exactly right now when they're moving slower I want more of that. Positive who reinforcement. Did, I, who doesn't want to hear that? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Are there any other tools you can use to control the depth in doggy? Any? I feel like I've heard of a yeah. tool. I just forget the name of it now. Oh, oh, oh. Are you? There is something. Is is it O-Nut? O-Nut. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there are accessories you can use, and O-Nut is one, which also can be helpful for uh, anyone who's had any kind of physical or emotional trauma, Mm -hmm. that it feels too intense to have a lot of like fast movement or deep penetration. I've heard them, uh, I've heard those tools described as like pre-healing and empowering, Mm -hmm. which can be great. You can also start with small toys, start with a finger. You know, if, if you're having sex with someone who has a very large penis and you're not used to that or not so interested in being fully in depth penetrating. <laughs> um, yeah, you can, you can ask for just the tip. And also if you say, oh my gosh, you're so big. Could you please, let's just, let's just go easy and start with the tip. Right. That could only be a good thing to hear. I would assume. <laughs> I think, I think folks appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you're the receiver too, I remember when I first tried this position, I was so embarrassed at the end of it because I had gotten so out of sync with the person behind me Yes, (laughs) because I thought I was supposed to be moving as well. And if I wasn't moving, I wasn't contributing to like the position. Rhythm. Rhythm. And so maybe that was just me not knowing how to do it. But also is the receiver, like, can they like do anything while they're getting it? (laughs) What can they do? I love that question. Yeah, so you can mm-hmm. sit there or stand there and be pretty still and receive. You can also move. Now, if you both are moving a lot, that's when things can get difficult. Get and actually, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I answer a question with a sex therapist on my podcast each week. And I recently had a question about slipping out. Yes. Yeah, from someone who said that their <laughs> every boyfriend they'd had, like their penis kept slipping out. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons for that is the two things you mentioned, jackhammer moves where it's like really, really fast mm-hmm. and or two people trying to like, you know, move at the same yeah. time. But it, yeah. that could get that can get tough. So if you feel uncomfortable not, not moving, like you want to be there still, but you're like feeling a little yes. funny about that, which mm-hmm. is fine. There are other things you could do. Um, if you have a vulva, you can play with your external clit. You can reach around and, you know, tussle the person behind you like their hair. Um, there's, there are things you can do like with your hands and stuff like that. It's just two pelvises like moving a lot can get a little chaotic. So I think that probably happens a lot. Yeah. Well, I'd hope so. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's not, that was a repressed memory for me. Oh, because <laughs> I, like, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a fan of doggy style because it's just never worked for me. And I think all of these reasons that we're talking about are exactly why. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I wanted to be an active participant too, which mm-hmm. I thought there was kind of only one way to do that. And when we're both moving, it was just not good. It's just not. Nobody's getting pleasure. <laughs> I feel like the only way of movement that I've felt be successful is like I'm just a little bit more like fluid. So like mm-hmm. I move when they like 
come up against I'm me. I'm so bad at being fluid, though. And I'm so <laughs> bad at letting somebody else lead. So, like, dancing and stuff is just – I'm rigid. I'm so rigid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the only way I thought that I could kind of, like, be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that there's, like, you other know, ways. more people in other ways. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot you can do. And another thing you could toy around with if you're interested is becoming an active receiver – really becoming proactive about accepting and experiencing. You can use your voice for that, you know, moaning and dirty talk and that kind of thing. You know, there's, there's a lot you can do. It's, but it's also okay if that's just not your thing. Like it's mm-hmm. always okay if it's not your thing. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to love doggy style. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if it, if it's a more of a case of like, I'm really curious and I want to experience exactly. this pleasure. Exactly. But also, I do this thing and it feels funny. Yes. <laughs> Those are always workaroundable, like always. Oh, I love that. Because I've always wondered, why does it not work for me? Yeah. Why me? <laughs> why what am me? I doing? And now I know. It's I'm because moving. the world needs us to ask these questions mm-hmm. and then work through it for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We volunteer <laughs> as embarrassing tribute. <laughs> it's a big service. I know. <laughs> I love that you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like another thing with this position that kind of makes people feel uncomfortable is like the amount of air that kind of can get shoved up a vulva area mm-hmm. if you're in doggy style, which leads then to queefing and more embarrassing things. So mm. how do we work with that? <laughs> yeah, good point. Definitely. So queefing happens. It just does. <laughs> It's, you know, we're dealing with all these parts and bodily fluids and air and it's not gas. And if you pass gas, that's also normal. Like these things just happen. However, I completely get that it's not like the ideal thing for a lot of folks. Um, if you're feeling self-conscious about queefing or noises or, or air, I would say like play music or erotica okay. or something, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, something with a lot of moaning in it. You won't hear a little like puff <laughs> <cup> of air. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so normal. So I think also sometimes, again, you could say something like when I get really turned on, sometimes there's just like this air noise. I'm so hot by, you know, you're making me so hot <laughs> uh, because I think really it's not about if you were masturbating and that happened, you wouldn't care. Right. It's really, you're concerned that the person you're with, is judging you for this and 99% they aren't the other 1% doesn't deserve you yeah Uh, there we go thank you for that that's the queefing (laughs) advice we've been waiting for (laughs) (laughs) if queefing had any other type of sound other than fart I would be fine and I would be happy if it was like 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 a cough or a kiss Maybe you can invent something. Maybe there's some virtual reality thing. Like a kazoo you shove up there? Yeah. Make it a little sexy mode or like a hey baby. (laughs) You've got mail. (laughs) That is amazing. I just, when you said that, I just had this flash of like a science fiction TV show or something where like Alexa gets mixed up with the weeping radar or something <laughs> yes this is it oh this is why we're here this is what we need to invent oh i would oh my gosh when they invent that for queefing we're gonna circle back have this again <laughs> and figure out a way to make that show happen where alexa gets mixed up with the queef yes. bot <laughs> oh i'm down oh yeah. my god that's so funny queefing is it's embarrassing yeah. i mean it's it shouldn't be 
But it feels, I don't know, I just, it's happened to me one time that I remember, I guess, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Suppressed other things. And I was like 16 and it was like, I was getting fingered, I guess, in doggy style. Mm. And it was the most, I just like, (laughs) robust. I like fell down. (laughs) I wasn't talking about the actual queen. (laughs) I just like felt like crumpling into a heap. Yeah. And I just stared him dead in the eyes and I was like, I did not (laughs) fart. He was like, okay, okay. He can, did not care in the continue? least. Yeah. So I um I don't remember. I think I, I've told the story where I queefed once the first time I was fingered. I don't even think he remembers. He's still my friend. I could probably ask. I won't, but I could. Um and then probably a couple times during sex where like you get up and it's like <laughs> and you're like, well, don't do that as I'm walking. That's just shameful. <laughs> Because at least during sex, it would be like more of a thing. But but I feel like another thing that also just happens is buttholes in this position. So <laughs> how, since I haven't ever been behind, how visible is, is the butthole in this position, in the doggy style? Oh, so can they, you mean, can someone see your yeah. own butthole? You know, they'd have to like open your cheeks. Okay. Unless you're, unless you have like an Audi or something. I don't know. If can you have an, an Audi butthole? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I never knew. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think you need to worry about that. Although, again, if it's something that worries you, there's got you know sometimes bringing things up and just having a conversation about it could be helpful. Uh, some people find it more embarrassing to say, "I really would like you to not look at my buckle while we're playing." <laughs> um, but yeah, I, the one thing that is important though is is making sure that you know which hole is going to be involved. Like yes. anal should never just happen impromptu. Mm-hmm. It does happen that way. That's actually the first time I experienced anal was an oops, wrong hole. And it, oh. it was enjoyable, thankfully, because it, was, it wasn't like the first thing that happened. And I, it was also like, oh my gosh, we just discovered this new planet because, you know, we were each other's like not first partner, but very close and just learning mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, oh my goodness, this is happening. Uh, but generally speaking, that's not a pleasant experience yes. <laughs> and it should not be, I think, because again, it's the same reason that queefing can feel embarrassing. We never see, no one queefs on TV during sex. No mm-hmm. one queefs in sexy movies, right? right. We don't they see should. it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everything looks so like perfect. And it reminds me, like porn reminds me of cooking shows. You know how if you followed a whole recipe on camera and actually followed the whole recipe, you would make a mess and there'd be stuff everywhere and you would probably make weird noises. Like all these (laughs) things would happen, but they're like, and then voila, here's this perfect cake. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we're expecting from sex, including from doggy style and all these things. That makes so much sense. And that's such a good comparison of, like, the cooking show yeah. thing. Yeah. If you're going to make a cake, there's going to be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Because they really do that editing where it's like, oh, nothing messy just happened with porn and cooking shows, which mm-hmm. makes complete. So I also yeah. saw a weird comment. and It was a TikTok. I'm on TikTok a lot. Um, where they've said that the butthole puckers when you're having sex and it goes, like, open and close. And I just want to confirm. I know <laughs> you're probably not <laughs> the person no, that I I'm, should I'm be very asking. curious. Keep, keep, but, keep sharing. But I think a lot of people liked it and a lot of people like agreed with it. And I was like, I didn't know that your butthole would pucker when you're having sex. And they especially said it during doggy style. 
when you say open and close, like you were the motion you made with your hands, felt oh. like it was like re- repetitive. Is it like, or like, you mean just like it has a suction knee? Suction knee, like like this, more like or, lips, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kind of a way. Yeah, there is there is a, a sense of that. Yeah, I mean it's a really tight pull, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there can be that feeling. But that's never been something that I, I I mean I don't think like you're playing and you feel this intense puckering. It's not. It's not something I think you need to be too concerned about. Okay. Because I'd never heard of it before. And then so many people have you, did you see it? I did see the TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Or I was like, why are so many people agreeing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can even, I mean, you can, you know, you can do Kegels Mm -hmm. and you can feel uh, your, like you could feel your butthole too doing the thing. Like you can can squeeze it and open it and close it kind of, right? Like Mm -hmm, there's, there mm -hmm. are muscles there. And that can be a, an active, fun way of, of playing. You know, you're just engaging. It's not like making out, kissing, puckering. <laughs> what came to my head was Morse code. <laughs> oh, my God, with your butt. Yeah, but. Okay, gross. put that into the Queef movie. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like if you could, yeah, you could say stuff. You could say <laughs> stuff. If you yeah, if came up with a good quote. holding you hostage during your doggy yeah. style and you had to be like, call 911. <laughs> oh we have invented so many things in a matter of 10 minutes and i love it my god oh that's hilarious but morse code we'll write a book yes we will so also with clitoral stimulation you brought that up as like someone as a receiver could be doing so what are some good toys to kind of bring into the mix as the receiver Mm, yeah great question so if you want external clit stim, uh, like a womanizer would be good. If you enjoy that suction feeling on your clit, see, it's so funny in another context, we're like, ooh, suction. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, totally. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then another toy, which wouldn't be for external clit though, would be any kind of dildo or again, strap on from, from behind. And also if, if you're somebody who wants a lot of fullness, not just penetration, but you like like a really hard erection. Pop rings are good for that as well. And then again, your your fingers can be really helpful. Even rubbing lube and massaging your um, vaginal lips while you're playing can be really hot. Can the giver also be like pleasuring the receiver in multiple ways? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of folks really appreciate like their nipples being played with during doggy style and other positions too. Uh, so the, the giver could be playing with their own nipples, playing with your nipples. Um, they could be kissing your back. They could be pulling your hair if that's something you enjoy. Yeah. And really both people are active. I mean, we do, we say give and receiver because mm-hmm. we're talking about the, the penetration. Yes. Like the penet- I was going to say penetrator and penetrating. But <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so both people can do a lot. It does actually free you up in a lot of ways. Um, as long as you're stable, you know, right. again, like if you're in the shower, you need to brace yourself and you might need yes. to use your hands. But yeah, I think it's a nice freeing position in a lot of ways. And also you mentioned cock ring. So I guess I don't really know how that's used. How are cock rings used? Yeah, so there are rings that you slide over a penis. Some of them go to the base of the penis, and some of them go over the balls as well. And essentially, they trap blood flow, or they keep more blood in the penis, which is what creates the erection. So folks who just want to have a longer-lasting erection, 
uh, a harder erection, or um, they also have cock rings that have vibrators, little tiny ones attached. So that's really nice if you like external clitoral, clitoral stim. Um, so for any position that you're being penetrated, it can be really nice because I've heard from people who are like, I don't, I love like the, people call, use it all different terms, but like missionary or woman on top or whatever, um, all these other positions that are common, they're like, I really enjoy that, but I never experience orgasm because I like the external mm-hmm. stim, which you can get from rubbing your pelvises together, uh, depending, but it is a nice way to, if that's how you come to make sure it happens and both people feel more pleasure because more blood, it's just like the clitoris hard on, right? Like okay. more blood is just exciting. It makes you feel good. Yeah. That was going to be my question. Like, is the ring pleasurable for the person wearing Mm -hmm. it as well? Yeah. But you don't want to wear it for more than, I think the guideline is 20 to 30 minutes at the most. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because again, trapping blood flow, you don't want to like (laughs) cross regulation or anything. Uh, And that's another reason to try it on in advance. Make sure that you have, like, I I would recommend starting with a simple stretchy one. Mm -hmm. They do have those that are made out of like leather and metal and all kinds of different materials. But those I would say are more advanced for people who've just had more experience. Yeah. But you want something that's easy to get on and off for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time we've brought up different things that you can incorporate during sex, like in our interviews, it's always been like, try it first. So you're not, you know, like, don't try it for the first time during sex because then it's going to ruin the whole experience. <laughs> so I feel like encouraging practice is so important too. Cause people don't like, I'm the first to admit that I don't practice half what I want to do. And then I try it out for the first time. And I'm like, oh, that did not look as sexy as I wanted it to. But it's like practicing <laughs> yeah. is is so good. It helps like relax you and it can help you and your partner kind of get on the same page mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. And it important. builds anticipation because you're like, oh, you know, it's people sometimes say that, you know, scheduling sex can be kind of seem boring or not as fun and exciting. They want it to be spontaneous. But when you think about anything exciting, we always plan. Mm-hmm. For the most part. I mean, sometimes right. there's like this rando surprise, but if you are planning a vacation, you know, it's it's part of that. And it, the more anticipation you feel, the hotter the sex is. And sometimes the anticipation is the hottest part. Because mm-hmm. then you're having like that buildup all day and you guys are kind of like teasing each other throughout the day because you know that the big thing is coming later that night. You yeah. would assume. I haven't <laughs> ever fun. had one of those scheduled, but it sounds fun. It's true. And if you try something during sex and you practice it or you didn't and it doesn't go well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's super normal too. It's If you can laugh about it and move on, you know, sometimes sex stops and that's fine. Maybe not what you were hoping for, but everyone has these like laughy kind of, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Like I was having sex with someone once and we tried this. We called it the slug. I don't even know what it was. This was years ago. It was like this, um, uh, a penis cozy, if you will. So it went flying, like it literally just flying across the room and hit the wall. It was just like slimy. I mean, it's probably not made out of body safe materials. Oh my God. Um, but we, you know, could laugh about it. And that, that stuff just happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to just try something goofy and funny and hilarious and that's fine. Oh my Absolutely. God, that's so funny. The a, willing, a willingness to accept that like it is going to be messy and funny and gross and weird and it's not always going to go perfect, mm-hmm. even if you do plan it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's and no such thing. Unless you're a porn star and mm-hmm. that perfect mm-hmm. took you 12 hours. 
Right. And you got paid and for editing it. and <laughs> assistance and makeup and fans and like, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also think that making sure that you're with someone that if you mess up, you don't feel like the world just end and like they're going to judge right. you, you know, and kind of just putting enough effort into who you're with, no matter what you're doing, just because you don't want to be around someone that if you queef or if you did something, you feel like they're just going to get up and walk out. Cause that's also not a good scenario. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's true. If you don't feel a sense of freedom to explore and have fun, mm-hmm. that's usually a flag. Yeah. Right. And so talking about partners and who we're doing this with, so this position can feel a little like disconnected. So how do we make doggy style a little bit more intimate? Like how is this an intimate position as well? It's so funny because I learned that many people feel that way, that it's not very intimate. And for some reason, I've always found it to be very intimate. So I think it depends on, you know, how you um, perceive it. I think one way is, to have your bodies close together, I think it can be really comforting because the person behind you can wrap their arms around you, you know, if that feels really good, or you could hold the person in front of you if you're uh, giving the pleasure. Um, And there are a lot of ways to make it more intimate. One would be to um, have doggy style facing a mirror if you are missing the eye contact piece, Mm -hmm. which is also really hot because you're watching yourselves have sex. It's like, in a real-time kind of sex movie about you. Uh, about you, starring me. Starring you, yeah. Eye contact was the thing I was thinking about. Like, that's the only thing I think is what make it intimate. I don't know. Um, so doing it in front of a mirror could be, could be spicy. I have mm-hmm. a logistical question. So with, like, if the person were to wrap their arms around you or you were to wrap your arms around, how would you do that? Because I just, when I picture doggy style, like, I picture having to, like, lean forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enough. So like, the person behind you would have to lean as well. Okay. So you And or it doesn't have to be during the moving penetration. So maybe okay. you've been playing with penetration for a while and you stop for a bit and you're just holding each other. You know, okay. it doesn't have to all be at once. That makes sense. That sounds cute. <laughs> now sweet, it sounds cute and cuddly. Because mm-hmm. you, yeah. you are like spooning. In a way, is if you're doing the position where you're leaning over and the person on top is like leaning over on top of you, so it can feel kind of like an embrace more than just like a ramming from behind. Yeah, <laughs> and some people are not comfortable with eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in those w- situations, I think it can be really helpful. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. I'm really glad we were able to talk about that because you were you were also concerned about it not being mm-hmm. as intimate right yeah that was one of my concerns and it was that like space between our bodies that I think like again I had that very limited perception of what doggy style was mm-hmm. I'm on all fours my partner's behind me and so it's like it just always felt like this super distant like he was just fucking me yeah basically mm-hmm. yeah was mm-hmm. the perception that it gave me and so mm-hmm. it just felt like I guess this is like if we want to fuck, then great. But right. that's generally not the mindset that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it just never felt special. <laughs> <laughs> never felt special. Well, I think going back to the story that I brought up in the beginning where it's like that would be the default position I would go to if I felt like I was kind of done, but like mm-hmm. they wanted to. So I can get where it can have a connotation of not being as intimate because it's kind of just something that like, all right, now I don't do anything you know, right. And, but now we have all these different tools of what the receiver person could do mm-hmm. to feel like more a part of it. Cause yeah, that was another yeah. thing that I felt is like, I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything though. You're, you're just looking at my ass and you're just having sex with me is how mm-hmm. it feels. 
Yeah, that's so important. I think that's a good question to ask ourselves about so many sexual situations, but definitely any position that doesn't feel as intimate, asking yourself like, well, what what does this mean to me? Even what does sex mean to me in like a broader way? But if you're hoping to connect with somebody and you want to both have pleasure, it's important to take those steps and to do that reflection. I also thought as you were sharing about the physical distance, you can also, the, the uh, person behind you can do massage on your back, um, massage oh, oil. Nice. They're wonderful, like body oils and sexy body paints and, you know, Ooh. frostings that are edible and lube that has good flavor, you know, rubbing your back and your shoulders. Like there are ways to, to bring that. Cause I think that's a really important piece. If you're missing that, if you're like, we feel distance and it feels like you're fucking me, mm-hmm. that's, that's not a good way to start sex or, or engage in it. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) I love the idea of a massage. My goodness. And then like maybe incorporating like food play on your Mm -hmm. back, like you were saying. That is fun. Have you ever played that game where like somebody writes a letter or draws something on your back uh or writes a word and you have to guess what it is? Yeah. So kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Are there any other spicy ways to like, like zhuzh up? doggy style like you just mentioned like four things and I'm like oh my god I want to do that so mm. any other things we can do in doggy well, style well the picnic sounds really fun yeah so thank you for mentioning that yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not like um, spaghetti or something <laughs> a lunchable <laughs> a lunchable on your back that is really funny um I think one thing to consider would be to try it with switching uh, positions with your partner like try it both ways Um, if that's something you're interested in, trying side by side doggy style could also be fun. And then you might have a little bit more of a physical connection feeling Mm -hmm. because if you're, if you're laying down, you could really literally be spooning and that's technically just like sideways doggy style. Uh, yeah. And then trying it in different rooms that you've never had sex before, like, um, at the edge of the sofa, you know, when you have privacy unless you want to be watched and you have people's permission um yeah here's the voyeurism thing but um yeah I think it's I think those are some of the the we've covered so many of the main ones um but I think letting your imaginations run wild is great I love that you both came up with ideas you're both like I don't know about this position and now you're like I'm gonna make a cake and put it on the back and write a letter on the back exactly (laughs) I'm gonna propose on the back (laughs) that's how I want to be proposed to just set a ring on your back just make my ass go yep I love it. We all have to put the ring on the cock ring. Yeah. Wow. Romantic. (laughs) Aw. Romantic. Romantic. (laughs) So many good ideas. (laughs) I'm wondering about, I think we read an article that you talked about doggy style and you talked about incorporating the mouth as well. Mm -hmm. I would love if you could touch on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. The mouth is always a great thing to incorporate not always but very very often I would say yeah you can absolutely I think um kissing backs and you know working your your mouth and your all your erogenous parts like really thinking beyond just the genitals because I think the way that you're talking about the perception of it it sounds very just genitals Mm -hmm. so when you think beyond that and the mouth is actually the nerves are connected to the internal clitoris nerves like it's the same kind of pathway which is why making out turns on the internal clit. So anytime that you can work your mouth into and like making out before doggy style is a great way too to make the doggy style more pleasurable. 
See, that's why I love kissing so much. It's because it's attached to my internal clit. Not, I don't know why I'm looking at you like I'm telling you. But I, I never said it wasn't. I love kissing so much. And I feel like I've been with partners that don't like prioritize it. And I'm like, but that is my favorite part of foreplay. Like I love just the making out part. That's why I loved high school. I just made out with everyone. And it was a great time. That's awesome. And to me, that is sex. Like making out, that is just as valuable as penetration as Mm -hmm. you can have wonderful sex with no penetration and just lots of kissing. You know, it's, it's a really erogenous part of the body for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. the mouth and, and also we all have our own unique, you know, erogenous zones. So not being afraid to explore those. Yeah. And you also brought up doing it on the couch. Mm -hmm. And so I have tried that a couple times and I get burnout in my legs. <laughs> so do you have good tips for how to do it on the couch? Do you mean like rug burn? No, like my quads start like lighten up and I oh, just don't know how to sustain oh, the position yes. for too long. Okay. Use a chair then. You could do sitting doggy style. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you sit on the lap of the person if you're receiving? You know, so instead of yeah. being the person in the front. Yeah, you could totally do that. Uh, let me think. You could also good. sounds relaxing. You could put more weight on your upper body. So if you're bending forward, you're, you're talking about receiving, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're bending forward, and you'd want to move your center of gravity forward more, so you wouldn't want to be angled backward, but really put like your torso onto the couch. Okay. You don't have to have pressure mm-hmm. on your knees. Gotcha. What about as the giver then? Like, because I imagine that would also be quite the burn on your legs when you're standing up. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess the same things would apply. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if, if, uh, if the thing is with standing, it doesn't usually put the same strain on the knees of kneeling on the knees. Right. Mm -hmm. So usually it's the receiver who's feeling more of the strain, but that said, anybody could feel, you know, strain during it. So, um, yeah, you could both be on the couch. Like you could have one person in front who's more, it's so hard to describe for audio. Like I've tried to like, I, <laughs> I need like Barbies to be like, and there you go. Um, but yeah, you, you put like, if the person receiving puts most of their body in the sofa, right? Mm-hmm. And so even their legs could be off, <laughs> so hard, <laughs> off the side, mm-hmm. you know, like hanging up the end. And then the person <laughs> behind is like body surfing. Okay. okay. I think I can picture it. <laughs> yeah. There's just so much. This is why we need our YouTube. Yeah. Because then we could just have diagrams and then just be like, go to the YouTube. Anyway, I yeah, love that. It's hard to explain for sure. Mm-hmm. I have sex positions in my uh, Girl Boner book. And okay. my editor was like, okay. So I had she had to like try them with clothes on with her partner just to be <laughs> like, am I understanding this right? Because it's so technical. And when you say all these things, it can be hard to imagine. But yes. We're doing a great job. <laughs> like if we missed a step, it's like, well, your directions do this and then I get here. So we need to add another step because people are going to get confused. <laughs> right. Yes. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Yes. I like the switching up of the rooms that you do it in because I feel like that adds a whole other te- like level to sex mm-hmm. because all of a sudden it's kind of completely different. Um, I don't know. So I like I like living room stuff. I've done that a couple times. But you also mentioned and um, I don't know, it's probably a completely different topic, but voyeurism with consent. So mm-hmm. how do you get consent if you want to explore voyeurism? Yeah, that's a great question. So one would be to 
partake in a sex positive community, like start getting to know, you know, there's, um, there are dating apps even where you can just meet people who are into the kinks that you're into. So that, that could be a good way. Um, yeah, you would want, you'd probably have to find some sex positive folks or you could hire somebody, you know, like sex workers or something, Um, or you could have your partner watch you, you know, which if, if people have the voyeurism thing and into the mirror, can give you that similar sense. Or even, mm-hmm. I think having the windows open or the shades drawn when you're not actually being watched, but you have the perception of it because imagination is actually the hottest thing. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that's what we get out of a lot of these things, right? It's it's these sensations and these thoughts and these feelings we're having. And so I think you can create it kind of artificially too. Oh, I love those tips. Those are great. I was like, do you just have to knock on your neighbor's door and be like, do you mind? Hey, Doug. <laughs> Can I borrow some sugar? And also, also, will you watch me? Will you watch us have sex later real quick? Uh, it's just an <laughs> afternoon thing. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Huh. Um, well, is there anything else that you feel like we didn't touch on or any like big mistakes that you think people make that you want to help them avoid or just really anything having to do with doggy style that you want to end with? (laughs) Gosh, I think you've asked such wonderful questions. I think we covered so much, but I think if, if it's something that's new to you or to a relationship, just talk about it a little bit. And it could be finding a scene in an erotica story. You know, you can find a story about anything. Mm -hmm. You could also find either a porn video or, you know, they have, um, I'm forgetting words today, Um, (laughs) but there is, what is it called? Make Love Not Porn. Are you familiar? No. Cindy Gallup, she's incredible. And she started a company, but they're everyday people who are not performers who film themselves during having sex and their videos. And they're not posed to the camera. They're not, they're not produced like porn. It's real sex. So there are ways to kind of show examples, to introduce it. Um, I also think, though, positions are one of those things you can bring up during sex. You know, a lot of times we hear, don't talk about a new thing. Don't be like, do you want to have an orgy, like, right before (laughs) you're Um, But something like a position, you can just, you know, use body language and talk and explore. And uh, so I, I think always starting with just that curiosity and starting as you both brought up, like, your perceptions about it and even asking why you're interested in trying something because sometimes we have a perception about something we're not interested but we're like oh people keep saying this is hot mm-hmm. exactly that's not necessarily a reason to try it you might end up liking it mm-hmm. that which could be cool but i i think no one should ever feel like pressured or less sexually cool you know mm-hmm. whenever i interview someone who has had you know like an orgy or i interviewed someone about threesomes I get messages from folks who are like, I feel like I'm not that like, you know, cool sexually. Like I've had one partner and we are monogamous and I'm like, I am monogamous. I'm not really looking at for a threesome. <laughs> you don't have mm-hmm. to like, and this is my job. Like I'm super sex positive. So starting where you are is kind of my always advice around sexual empowerment, giving yourself a lot of compassion and grace and and just having fun and knowing it's a journey, you know. I'm not talking doggy style, not the journey of it, uh, but doggy style is a journey too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just think it sounds really profound. Yes, I love it. Your doggy, doggy style, style journey. Yeah. <laughs> We're all on one now. We're all on one. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. I feel like communication as well is such a great thing to just end with always mm-hmm. because 
it can't be said enough um, that that's something that should always be incorporated into your sex life. So yeah, perfect. And how, um, I'm going to steal your life. Go ahead. <laughs> how can people stay connected with you after the episode? Thanks for asking. So they can go to girlboner.org. It's a good hub for all my everything. And you can just search for Girl Boner Radio. How exactly right was that episode? <laughs> it came at the exactly right time. Have you never heard somebody say that? <laughs> no. I've never heard that rendition of exactly ever. Okay, well, I'm going to phone in an outside source. Jurgen, have you heard somebody say exactly besides me? He said no. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was normal. <laughs> it's like our conversation on what do you call tan bark. Ah, Everyone has their own you, way and it's It's not- wood chips. And it's that is like the tan bark, the legal term. That's the legal term, <laughs> like legally. That. So we, I th- we've told this story so many times, so mm-hmm. I won't do it again. It's tan bark. Anyway, um, a latent thank you to August McLaughlin for making a celeb shot on this week's podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> on our podcast once again. Um, and thank you to our listeners for hanging out for our summer rewind. Yeah, we're super excited to have you here. If you loved this episode, if you love us, if you love August, um, head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can leave us a written review. Obviously, leave a dog emoji if yes. this is going to be the episode That's that gets you to, to leave that written review. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also head on over to Spotify, rate the podcast, definitely share the podcast. Um, even though we're in our summer session, we're still releasing good shit. So mm-hmm. share that with people who you think deserve Good, good shit. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we love you to pieces, mm-hmm. and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.